Today in Science from Wired. Is cosmology broken? This map may be a crucial puzzle piece. The Atacama Cosmology Telescope could help resolve some cosmic discrepancies, how fast the universe is expanding and how evenly matter is distributed, by Ramin Skiba. For centuries, cartographers have sought to map Earth's landmasses and seas to better understand the world and their place in it. Now astrophysicists have taken a major step toward doing the same with the cosmos itself. They have just completed the largest and most detailed map yet of the universe's early and middle years. The map sheds new light on a pair of cosmological crises, the debate over the universe's expansion rate, and a second one about how evenly matter is spread throughout the universe. By showing how light dating back to the Big Bang has been distorted, it provides the clearest picture so far of how fast our universe has been expanding and how quickly gravity has brought together massive structures, like clusters of galaxies and invisible webs of dark matter. Together, these seem to confirm the standard cosmology model of the universe's growth, as well as Einstein's relativity theory, which describes how cosmic structures grow and how their gravity bends the light from distant objects. At least, the map upholds the model for the universe's first 8 billion years. After that, strange things seem to happen. Matthew Madhavacheril is the lead author of the team's new study, which is in peer review at the Astrophysical Journal. He is a University of Pennsylvania scientist who presented the vast map at a conference in Kyoto, Japan in April, and is a member of the National Science Foundation-funded Atacama Cosmology Telescope Collaboration, an international group of more than 160 members who developed the map. The ACT dark matter map, with orange and purple regions showing where there is more mass and less mass, respectively, the white band shows light coming from dust in the Milky Way. The team has been peering through the heavens with a 39-foot-tall millimeter-wave telescope perched on the side of Cerro Toco, a stratovolcano in the Atacama Desert in northern Chile. That's one of the driest places in the world, and it's not the easiest spot for researchers to reach but its unique location makes it easier to discern light from cosmic microwave background radiation, also known as CMB. About 380,000 years after the Big Bang, after the universe's ultra-fast expansion known as inflation, it cooled enough to release this embedded radiation. Those photons permeated the universe and are visible today as very long wavelengths. As a result, the CMB provides the earliest snapshot of the structure of the cosmos, a view of the baby universe. But the gravitational pull of galaxy clusters and dark matter, the metropolises of the universe, tweak, twist, and wiggle that relic radiation. This phenomenon is called gravitational lensing, and for anyone looking through a telescope, it creates a distorted picture of the cosmos. Yet it presents a boon for astrophysicists, because those distortions are actually clues about how the universe developed after its infant years. Astrophysicists have been keen to test the standard cosmological model, which uses as its starting point slight temperature fluctuations in the CMB. The model describes the universe's evolution from there, calculating how the universe has ballooned since its infancy and how clumps of dark matter and galaxies have become more massive over time. It assumes the consensus view on the behavior of dark matter, which permeates the cosmos and somehow accelerates the universe's expansion, as well as the properties of dark matter, the mysteriously abundant and invisible particles that cluster together forming the cosmic scaffolding in which galaxies assemble. But glaring tensions between model predictions and telescope observations have turned into a full-blown crisis. 
leading some scientists to fear that that standard model is somehow broken. At first, these discrepancies were large enough that no one was too concerned about them. The uncertainties were so big that they seemed to indicate flawed mismeasurements, not flawed theory. But over the past few years, measurements have become more precise and a clearer discrepancy has emerged. These recent measurements are based on observations from the Hubble Space Telescope, plus others of the highly predictable locations of certain kinds of stars and supernovas. They show that the universe's expansion rate in the local universe, the area within a couple billion light-years of Earth, is faster than it should be based on predictions using the CMB. If these measurements are right, could the model be wrong? Astrophysicists refer to this discrepancy as the Hubble constant tension. And that's exactly only one of two cosmic disputes. The other involves calculations of how fast massive cosmic structures have been growing. The young universe was pretty smooth, like the surface of a snow globe. But then mountain ranges of matter and canyons that lack it grew throughout it. In a sort of cosmic capitalism, the densest spots with lots of galaxies and dark matter became even more dense while their counterparts with less matter became nearly devoid of it. Measurements characterizing how these mountain peaks arose in the increasingly lumpy universe don't agree with each other either. And again, the disagreement pits studies based on the CMB against those based on telescope observations of the nearby universe. But this has drawn less attention than the expansion rate crisis, which was more striking statistically. The Hubble tension had about one in a million chance of arising from a statistical fluke, versus one in a thousand for the second discrepancy. Because the ACT map allows scientists to measure both the rate of the universe's expansion and how fast those structures grew, it serves as the latest test of the prevailing model, and it shows that it actually fares pretty well for most of the history of the universe. This has told us that the cosmological model isn't broken. We've measured how much cosmic structures have grown, and it's exactly what we'd predict, says Joe Dunkley, a Princeton astrophysicist and analysis leader for the ACT team. But the word most is important. The ACT team's findings agree with studies of the CMB made with instruments like the European Space Agency's Planck Telescope, which together cover the first 8 billion years of the universe's life. But there are still significant discrepancies between these findings about the young universe and observations made by tracking what's happened over the past few billion years. Cosmologically speaking, that's the recent past. The ACT findings suggest that something might have changed over the past 5 billion years or so, which made the universe's expansion appear to speed up slightly and made the distribution of matter seem to get lumpier. This recasts physicists' views of the cosmological crises because it means that a CMB-based model still works much of the time, but not for the universe's whole history. The exciting prospect is that there might be some new physics that's going on here, Madhavacheril says. For example, the standard model assumes that about 32% of the universe is made of dark matter, specifically a particular flavor called cold dark matter particles, which move relatively slowly. But he thinks it's worth exploring the existence of other possible options, like hypothetical particles known as axions, which could be extremely light and could form structures differently than cold dark matter. Another idea, he says, is that perhaps gravity has slightly different effects over vast spatial scales. In this case, gravity's effects would have gradually changed how the universe took shape, and Einstein's theory of gravity might need to be modified. But to justify such radical solutions, scientists have to be really, really sure about their measurements. 
That's where Wendy Friedman, an astronomer at the University of Chicago, comes in. She's an expert on using pulsating Cepheid stars as standard candles. These stars have well-known distances and brightnesses that can be used to calibrate measurements of the universe's expansion. She and her colleagues are making a new Hubble constant assessment with the powerful James Webb Space Telescope, which has 10 times the sensitivity and 4 times the resolution of Hubble. Her team will compare their results to ACT's Hubble constant measurements, as well as previous ones from Planck and the South Pole Telescope. Until then, she argues that caution is warranted when it comes to saying if the model is broken or not. It's important to get it right. Planck has set the bar very high. In order to confirm that this is a real discrepancy, we need measurements of the local distance scale that are of comparable accuracy. We're getting there, but we're not there yet, Friedman says. That said, Friedman thinks it is promising that ACT's measurements line up with Planck's, even though they are very different projects. Here's another experiment, and we've got different detectors. It's ground-based, they have different frequencies, they have different groups analyzing the data. It's a completely independent measurement, and they're agreeing extraordinarily well, she says. Other astrophysicists like Priyamvada Natarajan at Yale, who specializes in cosmology, are also impressed by the ACT map. This is a beautiful piece of work, she says. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com slash science.